0: This week's broadcast is brought to you by Chef Notepad once again. If you guys have not checked out Chef Notepad by now, then you are severely missing out. It's going to help you with all your food costs, recipe planning. You can share it. You know the drill. Head to his Instagram page and check that out. Today on the broadcast, we have Chris Savva. Uh, he is from the Fish Factory. He tells us about his business and all the challenges that he's faced and all the fun times that he's had as well. It's loads of interesting stuff. Enjoy
1: yeah. Chris Sava. So it's a bit of a shortened short Greek name. Yeah, right. so it's, Okay. It's my father's, uh, it comes from my father's uh, first name. He changed it when he came to the country to his dad's first name. He didn't have a dad, you know, died when he was very young, whatever. So in mem- remembrance of that, he just changed his first name to, his last name to his, his father's first name. So we, we got grandfather's first name. That's my surname. Wow, that's so actually that's,
0: very interesting. And normally we don't cry this early in the podcast, but I'm just a mate. That's an emotional that's, story. That's, that's it, really yeah, no, it's, absolutely. It's, it's, Man, well good mate. Uh, me, I've lost all my little no, momentum now. It's a
1: simple thing, you know what I mean? Now, yeah. now we go back to the subla. That's right. You want to ask me about subla now? Yeah, yeah. Tell me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so Fish Factory, Chris, you own it with your business partner Andrew. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. Solomon. I haven't that's met my, uh, Andrew much, but yeah, he's my you. business partner. He's yep.
1: my brother-in-law. Uh, you know, get along great with Andrew. We know, we're Probably like like they say opposites attract. Then we have got opposite heads, but our minds together, you know, equal yeah, equal that, a, a good result. Yeah, well that, so that's the same say, as
0: my business partner. Actually, we, yeah. we're completely different, but you know, we work well together. So no, that's great. it. So, so you guys, um, tell me about the the fish factory. You guys bought it in two thousand eight, was it? Two
1: thousand eight. Yeah, Andrew and I uh, bought the business. It was a it was just a fish and chip shop before. It was just a like a two hundred square meter. Um, Business next door to where we are today. Yep. Um, so we were leasing a, a retail business. Had probably had 12 staff in the retail. It was yeah, just come in, put your gumboots on at you know four or five o'clock in the morning. Set up. You'd want to be in the kitchen. Want to be in the, on the fresh side. Um, and then you know you, you lock up the door at say seven thirty eight o'clock at night. Um, seven day business. Just easy, no headaches. And and yeah, it was it was running good. And we will just you know not new to the game, but like always evolving to change things and you know listen to customers and do things a bit different but mm. we had the old setup. Um, a little different to what I knew in Sydney you know coming from Sydney you know you got a fish Sydney fish markets it's like mate uh, the products hanging from everywhere it's in your face you touch mm. it you feel it. you know what I mean that's that's the stone I've always thought to myself well wow, you know.
0: So you obviously didn't like what you were doing so you burn it down in 2011.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it too early? Should I put my end up? <laughs> <laughs> no. no, it was. Look, it was. Um, it was 2011. I think that was, that was a that was a big year. We had the, I think we had the floods. Flood about, as well that that time. So we yeah. um, had the floods, and uh, it was yeah. It was it was just awkward it had, it had happened. You know, like one Friday night, it was my my shift on. I finished closed closed up with the guys, and um, you know driving home, and you know, I lived at Cooper, which is like you know ten minutes away, and and then. Bang, the alarm monitoring systems are giving me me a call and saying all your alarms are going off at the same time. I thought that's that's really weird. You know, I just left there. Drove back and I I could see a a big cloud in the, you know, the the dark sort of (laughs) sky, but I could could sense there was something Mm. going on in that Mm. direction. And then got to Lytton Road and I thought, wow, there's like, you know, 15 fire brigades here. There's people everywhere. It's it's burning. It's like in flames. And I'm like, just shock, you know, pure shock. To think, what the hell's going on? You know, just we yeah. just left there, yeah. but electrical fire just started that just in an instant. You know what I mean? So, real shock. Um, I think we lost 10 years of our life. But you know, again, you know, you, you if you if you're connected with the right person, and we we put our heads together, you know, we went home and just woke up that morning thinking, okay, well, we can't just sit here and do nothing. We but we had a business. Now we don't have a business. We don't have. The likes of obviously back then there was no Facebook and that sort of stuff that we can just automatically send a message out to everybody and then you know your 3,000 followers or whatever and everyone knows okay well, you're in a different shed or mm. shop or, or something so we thought we need to be in the vicinity of of, of the area we um, we went across the road from us there was a couple of sheds for lease and we um, managed to find someone really decent as a landlord and he, he sort of assisted us in getting in there. Quicker than what would legally be, you know, mm. just going through the the headache of he like paperwork and leases and that. He said, "Here's the keys, boys. You know, I know who you guys are. I'm a yeah. customer. Go, go for your life and yeah. get up and running." And it was, mate, you know, it was great to really have that support of a guy we, we'd never known before. Yeah. And um, he gave us his key and says, "Mate, my daughter Solicitor, let 'Cecil, let's let's go and you know, like go go do go with your do what we have to do.' And we took a, a short lease there for like for a year, not knowing. Okay, well. We'll go in there for a year. We'll, we'll get a shop up and running and see, see what happens, you know what I mean? We don't know what can happen in, mm. um, from here on, you know. Obviously, there will be a fit out on the other side of the road. Mm. Um, so we thought, okay, take it, take, it, take it for a year and have that like five-year option to do mm. something. So,
0: Beautiful coffee's arrived. Thank you very much. No coffee for Nick. He's not allowed coffee. Not allowed. Yeah. Well, um, uh, so yeah. So
1: you know, look. It was basically our customers in that ten week period. We we were we were running the builders to rezone the place so we can put a fish and chip shop and and basically you know cookers, fresh market, and that, and just gain that customer base that, well, retain the customer base rather than just losing it, losing mm-hmm. them out. You know what I mean? And and in that ten weeks, we started getting phone calls. Chris, Andrew, you know, I, I see you guys are setting up. Um, in the interim, where can we? where can we get some fish? You know, when mm. at, the, at the time, we were just, um we were in West End and we were, we thought in the interim of 10 weeks, we need to do, be doing something. You know, we can't just be waiting for a builder to complete mm. and we can't sort of run illegally in there. So we moved to West End, um, rented our little, little room where we were cutting fish and we started driving out to restaurants in the city. A couple of chefs we knew that would come in on a Sunday and pick up and say, mm. hey guys, this is our situation. Can you help us out? You know, we, we want to keep the momentum of fish going and, you know, we're we happy yeah. to you know run, run out every day for you, twice a day, three times, whatever you want, and we'll get your fish and yeah, no worries. So it all started from there and just word of mouth that we started. Oh, okay, so that's, that's, how, we the started, that's started. how the wholesale started. So wow. it was uh, quite incredible how quickly um, it, it started. Like we would just go visit, ha- have a handshake with someone, <laughs> and say mate, don't be obliged, just order whatever you want. We'll text you a list of what what's available, and then we're trading. Before you know it, the shop's open in, in ten weeks. Christmas is around the corner, and I've got a, you know, collective six to ten customers now. We're we doing a bit of business with, and it gave us the, yeah, just momentum just to keep going forward. And and that's where we made the decision a year later that the new retail market would have to be a lot better than what it was. Mm. Make it special. Make it the part of like you know Melbourne and Sydney how they, you know, they just made they just enhance their their markets, and it's just all about you know fish spilling over the counter and just give them the market feel and we did that and like you know when people were chasing us to say well, you know when are you open you know like when's that date you know When we knew that we, we had to give them something special and that's what we did you know we, got, we gave them the market fill the cabinet the walk around and just um it was just different it wasn't a, a little straight line cabinet refrigerated it was everything on ice you know you put you put the killers in and let the people shop. You know what I mean? How did you
0: come up with that that idea? Like, you, that was just from the markets that you said that. Yeah, yeah I, I just, just, just because just, it it is it's, it blows your mind. Like it's it's you walk in here now.
1: Yeah, it's for me, like for, growing up down south, it's it's all you know wherever whichever sub you, you've it's gone theater. to, it's it, it is part of the theatre. It's you know there's 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 oyster openers in there. There's there's fish filleters. You've got to showcase that. That's what people want. People want to hand you a fish and say. Can you cut that for me into portions or fillets or whatever? They want that. They want to stand there and watch that fillet.
0: Do you throw the fish like they do in where is that San Diego? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Have you seen yeah. that? The public market. I think
1: the fish that uh, the, the staff throw it at us at times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just got just to duck.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But um, no, that's how it sort of all, all went. You know, started back back in that you know 2008 to 2011, and it just really changed that tone. See, so, so you years. went from a
0: very small shed to this magnificent beast that we're in now. This is a
1: huge shed. It is. It is. We thought, um, obviously, we took a five-year lease with Tony across the road um, and we knew that the shed was outgrown very quickly and was mm. a small shed. It was only, you know, five, 600-square-metre shed. Um, you know, it was all matched up cold rooms and a bit of freezer. And I was, you know, storing a 1,000 pallets externally mm. and running a truck every day. It was just logistically, logistical alignment every day, you mm. know, and the efficiencies weren't there. Mm. I thought well, we got to we got to do something. We can't, you know, we can't plug any more things in this place. It's, it's, it's gonna blow up. You mm-hmm. know, there's not enough power in here. Yeah, you know. So, and and being in a in a mixed tenancy um, uh, corner block, you know what I mean, with other yeah. with other people around. Obviously, fishers, you know, it doesn't. Uh, it smells good. Then it's all gonna smell pretty sour mm-hmm. when it's you know, time for uh, your <laughs> rubbish dumps and all that sort of stuff. So we knew we had to be standalone. We had to find somewhere to move into. Um, and just grow a business in, into something, you know, new in, in, in Brisbane, and just build something where people appreciate to say that these guys, you know, they're young, they've got energy behind them, um, they're passionate, and they just want to produce and, and be like the best in their game. And that's why we thought. You know what? We are going to roll the dice. We're going to build something bigger than what we need. And we, you know, we found a five and a half thousand square meter block of land, and we built three thousand, just under three thousand square meters of, of building. So that you know, that allowed us to just have storage, our freezers, um, our big cold rooms, our processing, um, just, just, and 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 then you know. Create a market that's like different to every other mm. in, in in Brisbane. So mm. then we, all the
0: efficiency comes. So it drives the you know price to a, a fair and equitable sort of way. So hundred percent. Yeah, Because yeah, exactly. I think if you haven't got a decent premises, like you said before, when you're double handling a it, of it's it's not. It's not.
1: And no, and that's why like where people you know when they come in this place for the first time, they're just they're just they do not expect to see what they see. We've gone to that detail of creating no shortcuts to say that you know what this is the way it needs to be from, you know, like we, we always say, it's, it's from ocean to plate here. Um, you know, we, we, we go out, fishermen unload, um, fresh fish, we f- fly it in, we, we truck it from down south, up north, and we've got it down yeah. from processing to our wholesale customers um, to, no. our, to our retail customers, yeah. and um, and basically we offer the, the fish and chip and bistro um, dining as well.
0: Okay, so tell me how the process works. You talked about the fishermen's coming in and, um, you know, I imagine that most people think there's a boat that arrives and you go pick up a bit of fish and bring it back here. Now, you said before you're flying it in, you're trucking it in. That must be a a massive challenge to do that and keep everything fresh because fish is not lasting lasting forever. I mean, is there a fair bit of it that is um, frozen as well? Um, Tell tell me how it all works. So basically,
1: uh, you know, on the East Coast, mainly on the east coast to up to Darwin, you've got obviously wharves and boats, you know, unloaded wharves. Um, most of them have a, a shed where they're, where they're unloading, mm-hmm. where they're packing, and then they distribute to places like us, direct to the Sydney fish markets, to the Melbourne markets. All fresh. All fresh, yep. So the
0: are caught on the boat, put it on the ice, yep. bring it back, yep. still on ice.
1: Overnight transport. And gets back down here overnight. And it comes
0: in. There must be like a means truck going everywhere all the time heaps yeah, yeah. it's
1: just um, it's it's the trucking world is so you so
0: this operation is 24 hours
1: yeah basically it's become 24 hours yeah, yeah. so um, obviously most stuff comes in like super early um, some stuff is cut on the day it arrives I mean like we're waiting for fish to come in at say 4 30, 5 o'clock in the morning it's cut it's out to a restaurant as we need it or we run it back as, as we have to you know what I mean so yeah it all, all depends on um, obviously that transport but you know we're You've got to keep your par levels just right so it's not, you know, still you still maintain that freshness and, you know, you, you can have your efficiencies of actually sending out a truck at a, a certain time and not upsetting your customers by delivering late.
0: So with fish, like, like with vegetables, you know, like we sort of know that there's always going to be cauliflower coming through and there's always going to be certain things coming through. Is it, is it much the same with fish? Like you know that there's going to be snapper, you know that there's going to be certain things coming through or is it a little bit more like, shit, they didn't catch any? Look because it's um. obviously like certain
1: times of year you've got better better days of fishing, so you your catches are going to be better depending on the weather very, very important like it's you know if you, yeah if you have the winds out and the rain's out, you know like it's just it's it's a totally different game. so you know you expect to go out and say, okay, a fisherman's gone out to to get three four ton of snapper and he comes back with eight hundred kilo. So what does he do? He's got fifteen customers on the on the books and he can't just go and say, oh, Chris, oh, yeah, you're a pretty good guy, so I'll just give you the 800. It doesn't work mm. like that. So the challenge is that we put a wish list every week. So we, we put a forecast to our suppliers, and that's why we have that relationship with our suppliers. We need to keep it regular. Mm. They can't afford to have guys are saying, oh, Chris, oh, so you don't want any fish this week. Mm. That's that's putting a burden on them. They, they need to be able to say, we've come back, we've unloaded, we've got homes for everything. Once yeah. we go and say, oh, I won't take any snapper this week, oh, I won't take any red emperor this week, it's it becomes a too hard basket. Our main challenge is uh, distributing our, our fish to all our customers, so it's 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 fair, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. So, you know, when it's plentiful, it's it's easy. Everyone's got everyone's got fish on their uh, on their plate. But when it's short, well, then we we have to buy other other items to obviously be a substitute for for certain types of fish. Now, every fish tastes differently, so you know you talk about a, a plate-sized fish. Um, It's you know like white meaty, um, just mild sort of flavour. You can't just go and substitute that with something heavily, you know like it's it's strong or oily. Mm -hmm. And they say it's going to be like for like sort of thing. So we it's our our chefs generally let us make that um, make that change. You know what I mean? Make that substitute. They trust us to say that. You know you know what I'm chasing, right? Here's my wish list. Like, but when you haven't got that, there's something else. How good would
0: that be if they had vegetable of the day? They had bloody fish of the day. I reckon you got it easy now.
1: I think you guys got it easy. We, we got, we're the ones pulling our hair every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think everyone, and I think um, you know, it, it is. Uh, I, I do know a lot of chefs are grateful for the work that you do, and Laurie and Finna, and all the all the amazing people that put. There is so much work into it. That's part of this 100%. podcast is to, is to educate people on, on and we, what we're doing. And
1: we sometimes look at what you guys do and what Laurie does, and yeah. we think, "Gosh, oh, how do they how do they operate that business with all <laughs> yeah. the those items and they've got to, you know, like it's, you sometimes think that, you know, you've got to do it for years and every day you keep learning. You keep learning something new, you know what I mean? So does that mean
0: that you can't get away much or you just got a really good team around you as well? Like how do you balance that, you know, because I know that, you know, for me as well, like even though I said to you before we started this podcast, to, to get away and do this podcast is an absolute privilege and I have to make sure that the wheels are running on the company first. So um, how do you do, you know, maybe now you're in a position where it's, it's a bit more balanced and you've got some great people under you that can help sort of make sure. Is, is that what's it's evolved? Called a, it's called a whip, oh. journey,
1: <laughs> right now. Um, look, we, we obviously our team's really, really strong. Like, well, I think it is anyway from where we were as like a, a young company, a small company, you know, we realised that at a certain point uh, that if we don't invest in the right people, The way we want them to think and operate, and treat our customers, then we're we're going to fail. We might as well just stop and just be happy with what, Mm. you know, where we're at, and not even think of growing any Mm. further. Now, most of our growth comes organically. That's the thing. It's just not like we go and hunt to go and say like, let's get another ten customers on the books. It doesn't work like that for us. So I'm, I'm always thinking, you know, guys, we just want to service people the right way. We can't be greedy. They're always going to. We always recommend people are having a dual supplier because you know there's always a different species that someone else carries or I've run out or something or mm. know, I've cut tuna today and it's and it's foul so I can't use it and there's always the, the drama you know what I mean it's not like you just go to the markets and you get cauliflower and it's fucking it's 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 you butte um, and you know that your customers got cauliflower for the next week mm. and it's all in perfect Nick um, it's yeah it's 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 tedious and that's that's we've invested in our, our team we've it's so it's all the major thing is that we look for that personality the guys that just are willing to you know say yep I understand what you're talking about chris andrew you know no worries i'll, I'll ring the customer i'll give them another offering or whatever like mm. just no cockiness just be true if you can't supply it let your customers know don't don't leave them in the lurch and you know just wait for the last minute and then, then tell them on the day that they can't get any tuna like you need to give them the heads up if we know you give them the information and sometimes we don't know, well, that's the information we got to give to our customers. So, um, look, investing in that team is very, very important and that's allowed us to go to the next level. Gives us time, like, like, like yourself, as Mm. you said, you've got time to do other things. You've got Mm. time to look in different directions to grow your business. Um, Mm. we feel the same, you know, like it's important where we step back, let our team operate their sections and we're like a, a supporting base for our, for our leaders in our business.
0: Yeah. So, how many of the guys are on the road doing that communication to all the chefs? Because I know you have lots and lots of chefs that you deal with these days.
1: Yeah, we've got uh, probably look. Most of our guys are in house. Yep. Um, when they need to, we don't bother our chefs and yeah. run around every week and yeah, yeah. you know like we are on the phone. Call, yep. See see what they need when they when they need something. We're gonna drive out and you know they're, they're thinking about a, a spring menu or something like that or Melbourne Cups coming up and they want to do a, a lunch thing. That's fine. We'll, we'll go and meet, meet meet up with them, but. Traditionally, we, we just, we're on the phone, our guys are here earlier than normal to scan orders, make sure they know what their customers are getting. If there's any doubts, well, they, they've got answers. So mm. they work closely with our packing team every morning. So packers, are, I've got someone to refer to, to say, hey, Joe Blow is, um, is looking for this. Look, I haven't got enough. What Do we you want to send him something else? And so forth. So really the importance is making sure that they're all over their customers. And, and the produce they're getting. Yeah, great. Mm. Um, so
0: fantastic retail offering here as well. Um, obviously now the broadcast goes out to the our little retail crowd as well. Um, that downstairs, I know we sort of touched on it before, but it is it is amazing. Why isn't there a fish market in Brisbane like there is in Sydney and other other cities? Is it because we're just not quite on the on the ocean here, or what, what is the reason?
1: Um, look, it's it's a hard one. I think there's always been mention of that you know why haven't we got a fish market like like sydney does but you know we we're, we're also 5 million short people short of, short of uh, you know sydney's population it's yeah. a, it's a bit different um, sydney's like as just as an example sydney's built their their hub in in the city yeah. so you think about all those tourists that come in and they they they've built that market to the international um you know yeah yeah, international base. Um, so it's I think it's just um, yeah, I think it's just the way it's been. Um, I don't know if Brisbane's up up for that yet. Yeah, it'll it, be a bit of a challenging one to do that and find a wolf where you can put like you know six or seven retailers in there. Whereas the Sydney based one is, you know, you got your you got your fish markets selling to the uh, the public, but they're also trading for their wholesale as well. So mm. and they've got a different scenario with their auctions. Their auctions are massive. It's the, one of the biggest in the southern, southern hemisphere. Um, is so it like a
0: flower auction or how they do it? Like they, they put it up on the computer screen. Yeah, and it's, it's like Just it's it's money yeah, and you got to buy a that, bit. And
1: that's right. So it's, um, yeah. it's like they obviously every, every fish that lands that's sold in Sydney is, is generally goes through the markets and is sold through there. So um, whereas we're buying off local fishermen direct. They come in here, they unload. Away you go. We've got fish. So um, very different. I don't think Brisbane's uh, yeah, up to that 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 um, that level of, you know, having a huge market available would be fantastic, but again, it's it's a lot of lot of work and I think if you don't pick up your wholesalers and base them there, it's it's yeah. not gonna work, you know what I mean? Like whereas like if you look downstairs, you know, you you can go in there to a retail and you say, Oh geez, there's you know, there's five guys opening oysters. Well, that's you know they're opening oysters not just for retail they're opening for wholesale yeah then there's 10 filters at the back or they're, they're cutting fish for you know sushi customers and and the retail so it's it's that um i suppose it's that entertainment it's an ambience of you know walking in and, and seeing you know 85 staff or you know on the floor and thinking wow what's what's going on that's where sydney's based Melbourne, they've they've got
0: wear the, your old shoes, hey, when you go to the market down there. What's that? <laughs> I feel like I've got to wear old shoes down there. Yeah, I know. Mean, no, it's, it's like slushy, it's,
1: and but it's a good it's a good ambience, I think.
0: Yeah. And Have the, you ever been to the one in Japan, the the, the fish market there? No,
1: I've mm. seen heaps of footage of it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, I, I got it's there crazy. late after all them auctions yeah. and whatever,
0: but that's delicious as well. Yeah. I think some of the best seafood I've ever seen. But yeah, so you're doing a great job here, and uh, you've got a great customer base. Now, back to the fishing. Uh, you know, there's always this talk um, you now you see here and there in the news. Are we fishing the oceans out? Is there enough fish? How 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 is that being managed so, you know, we can not worry about that into the future?
1: No, I think it's, um. look, the levels are there for, for people to, um, there's closures in different species, you know. Like, for example, now there's a, there's a, in Queensland, you can't fish snapper or pearl perch until, like, I think November. So they, there's a ban. Wow. So if I need snapper, I've got to source it either from, Darwin or New South Wales or Victoria or New Zealand. So we, we can't fish that. Which means that they, they've got measures in place to, you know, protect our future for fishing. So, um, yeah, I think that is important. Obviously, you know, maintaining, uh, you know, levels of species in the ocean in years to come. Mm. If we overfish it, obviously we'll, we'll lose a lot. But um, I, think, I think the measures are there. Tell um, us
0: about the Moreton Bay Park.
1: Tell us about the Morning Bay bug. Morning Bay bug, um, basically, yeah. What do you want to know about it? It's how sweet it is, or I, I just but want I'm, to
0: know. It, it's sort of only really here, oh. isn't it? Or where else is it? Is it called something else in other places? Is it called yeah, something else bug, or is it? You've just, got you've got different types of bugs. Bay bug is got, here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Morning Bay bugs. It's fished up the east coast of basically Australia, if you like. So it's it's very popular here, being. Morden Bay, mm. um, it's it's yeah. It's it's, phenomenal. It it many probably bugs sounds myself. like a silly question. Oh, but no.
0: Is it our um, is it our is it the dish we should be? You know, should everyone have that on the menu? Is it is it is it just one of those iconic sort of seafoods that everyone should have on their menu? Oh, because I think it's, I think it, so. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's like the um, yeah that the, the Queensland blue swimmers uh, crabs, um, they're another popular one. The Hispana crabs, um, yeah, it's it's all fished out of our beautiful waters. Out here, and it's 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 a huge market for us. You know, bugs like we got a lot of restaurants. You know, whether it's a bug dish like a like a a bug meat lasagna um, fettuccine or mm. spaghetti or, or whatever it is, um, bugs bugs are pretty pretty big. It's a big seller here, um, and you know they're sweet. They're just you guarantee there's going to be meat in them. You know, like yeah, that's, yeah. that's the biggest thing. You know, so.
0: Um, I, I want to talk about the delicious producer awards that, that deep sea prawn. So don't let me forget that. But um, you also have um, I read somewhere, well Nick read and told me, uh, the fishing families like is there a, like, the fishermen that come in and it was, or is that the trawlers and that thing you're talking about before? Like where did we get that from, Nick?
1: The mobsters? Yeah. <laughs> is there no, like do you have, like it's is it families. like among
0: a heap of fishing families that you deal with or are they just your suppliers? that have become like family. I read it somewhere. There
1: are, gen- yeah, there's, there's definitely a generational fam- um you know, families involved, whether yeah. it's, um, you know, like some of our crabbers now, they've, they're just like third generation and they're still going, you know what I mean? And sometimes the poor guys, you know, it's just, it's a hard, it's a hard day's work, but they're just, they don't let go, you know? And this is where they they need that support from the government to make sure that they can go out and fish, you know, and, and not be restricted all the time, you know what I mean? So. So back to you know protecting our waters and fish and all that like that's that's all good but there has to be the time zones where they 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 do go and fish yeah because the the product's definitely there if you have that closure those closures in place um, but yeah there's there's a heap of them uh, g- generational you know um, fishermen and um, we deal with a lot of them they're like even the oyster growers um, you know families just. You know, since the 1800s, we're talking to people that are just still involved, and their sons are involved, and it's a good thing. You know, like it's it's nice knowing that these guys are just, it's the bucks just pass down down the down the line, and you know these guys don't give up, and they just try to get better at what they do. You know, and especially with the times change, as you know, look at look at a restaurant today, as it was 20 years ago, it's all, all different, isn't it? You yeah, know? it's very. It's all about um, your, your produce, where it's from, and the and the regions, and how we, it's all sustainable. And all that, so things are all changing. Obviously, these guys, um, they're very, very mindset how, how they fish and how they want to grade an oyster, etc. Um, but they they adapt with times as well.
0: The oysters are like as complex as a wine, like from the different places they come from. Um,
1: how I think that's like the equivalent, you know, like when you com- like compare, like oysters, something it's going to be wine, you yeah. know. It's it's all about the the profile, the flavours. The, Acidity and in, and in, in the sweetness and, and all that. It's just there's you can talk for hours about oysters, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah there, there's there's yeah. amazing stuff. Um, I was going to ask you about how you get your information out to the to the chefs, but it sounds like it's pretty. Um, you plan a menu and then you then you sort of communicate quite regularly. Um, what um, let's touch on that that fish that that's that prawn that deep 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 sea prawn that. Used to not be a product, but now is winning these delicious produce awards. Mm. Do you do yeah,
1: you know much about that? I'm talking about the, the scallop prawns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's an amazing product. Yeah. Um. Again, you know, like ten years ago, well, what's that prawn? You know, never heard of it. You know what I mean? Like it's. But now, obviously, um, the good thing about it is that there's producers that are marketing product, and there's a story behind it, and you know, it's fish you know how many meters underneath like below you know yeah. 600 meters or something yeah below sea level like it's just ridiculous like how these guys are um as fishing as this, this product you know it's not your traditional boats go out nets come up and then yeah you got you got tons of prawns so it's it's there's less volume coming in hence the price obviously and it's it becomes like your your top end your top end product you know there's there's small amounts like back to like what we said about you know wines you know like you got vineyards that produce any x amount of wine every year uh but the, what they're producing is just like next next to none then you got the the younger vineyards that are just you know they're just it's so commercialized that you know it's in, it's in every bottle shop mm. um and this is this is what it comes down to it's um uh, there's only a, a number caught and um a certain certain, certain amount of kilos caught every, every year and it's um and, and it's got a, a price to it, but it's also got a story behind it, and it's just the the profile too. It's you know like, you see it in the restaurants. It's cut as sashimi, mm. you know. So it's just that, you know, you're comparing it to, the likes of you know your bluefin tuna because it's it's at that level. It's, mm. it's it's so high end, um and it's it's a beautiful product. You know what I mean? So,
0: um I mean I think that generally people know a little bit about fish, um but. You know, I think you probably know so much and I think you probably you just talking to you even now, like I can see you, you you know so much. And um, how is it like for the general punter in a restaurant, it's it's difficult sometimes, you know, to uh, understand, you know, what what is good and, and what might be good and um I mean, what's the general rule for a for a guy going to a restaurant? Just go to the good restaurant and, uh, and assume that they know that they've got it off you, and you know that they've got it from a good supplier. Mm. Or, it, well, is there any tips? Because we, you know, as customers, we're going into restaurants. We're really, really relying on the fact that that it's going to be amazing. Mm. Like, there's nothing really we can we can do apart from trust our our suppliers, is there really?
1: Well, 100%. Like, we, you know, our chefs have to have that trust in us. You know, to produce. Something on a regular basis. That's, you know, are they going to have to still, you know, be profitable in what they do, yeah? um, And generate interest, you know, to their client base, to say that this is what we're doing. This is a, it's a a different way we're serving this toothfish or snapper or or oyster. You know what I mean? But the front of house, like, have 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 to have that information ready to go to Mm. introduce that offering to, to the customer base and it is a trust system but if the confidence is there all through the chain from the front of house to the yeah. the chef to the, to Probably the supplier the, whole restaurant. the You're producer know, you, you know? like we're depending on our producers to make sure that give me all the information you can about this product it's important because yes you want to go charge a certain price because the costs are heavily involved in whether it's farming or just, just the fact that it's so deep that you know like in only X amount of kilos are Fished every year, and there's quotas, whatever. Mm. That you know everything comes at a price, but you, you've got to relay that back to the customer and why they pay, you know, a certain price for something, and why they should try something. And especially seasonal, you know, like like your I see your Instagram posts all the time about your seasonal produce. Mm. I mean, as a chef, you need to be looking and saying, okay, well, the information is there. That's where we're in. We're in season of asparagus. We need to run. Yeah, that. that's that's what we should be running. Yeah, I, it's I, I
0: feel like that's how all menus should work. They that's pretty right. much should work. They should ring us and go right. We've got rapini. We've got asparagus. We got this. We got that. Use that because yeah. you know, like right now, we've had cauliflower. You know, coming through has been really, really cheap. Mm. But it's about to sort of come to a bit of an end as a couple mm. of big farms end. But then you sort of miss it. It's mm. like when everyone wants it, you know. Mm. Um, but eating the season, that education, you know, and then the tough stuff tastes better yeah. on the plate, like asparagus or snapper, or whatever it is. Mm. Than everyone, and it's all matching.
1: Like you, you, yeah. you, we need to be matching. Like it's, it's sometimes we need to be communicating and saying, right, you've got you've got asparagus. What are we serving with asparagus? that's It's yeah, 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 yeah. ideal yeah. whether it's a barra or a snapper, whatever. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, there should be a staple item that's sort of uh, your base for for your your punter that comes in and wants a, just a fish in a done in a simple way. Mm. But there should be an offering of a market special. Mm. And the same thing like with oysters, prawns, whether it's a fresh bug or a sand crab. Mm. Um, there should be an offering to say that this is, this is what's in season. Because when it's out, obviously we, you know, as processes, we, you know, we heavily produce something. We, we blast freeze items and we have that off season, whether it's a, a crab meat. You know, we, you, you know, right now we, we've got no sand crabs. They'll come into play in the next probably month or two as the as weather gets, you know. Picks up and it gets a bit warmer.
0: I think that's what I was getting at before. Like we all know that mangoes are at Christmas time, right? And we all know that cherries are at Christmas
1: time, oh, even though they have got them in them
0: there now from the US and it's a bit confusing for people. Mm. Do you think people know that about seafood? Do you think people know when snappers in season, or is it in season, or is it always just in the ocean and we just catch it till the quota one's out? Like, it, yeah, does it work like it's, that?
1: It's very, um, I suppose, with seafood you've got to you've got to fulfil a, a list. You know, you've got to have a Snapper offering, whether it's a NZ, whether it's Victoria, kicks on, and they've got they're running snapper. You know, Queensland's off, but Victoria's on. So we might be running Victorian snapper, and South Australia kicks on. So there's always the movement, you know, mm. to say that okay, we're unloading fish out of this region now, and that's what happens with our waters. You know, like there's no fish in this region in Morden Bay. Go to go to New South Wales, they're fishing mm. the same species. We bring it up. That's how we. We, we operate and trade. Obviously, we And if a, we didn't, we would just have no fish on the menu at such right. Is that I mean, right? It's either that or we, we have to rely I mean, on import a product. You know, we do the same we, thing.
0: We've we, we, we got obviously local strawberries now, and at different yep. times a year, we get Victorian strawberries, et cetera, et cetera. 100%. There is the, uh, hey, everyone wants to eat local scenario. But if we did that, we probably wouldn't have onions for eight months of the year, and that mm. would be a problem.
1: That's right. So our, our main focus is to bring the best produce from our waters in Australia and... And our cousins in NZ, yep. cousin bros. Yeah, yeah. Well, they like me, family anyway. Yeah, and they do obviously. They've got their, their their species, and it works with us. You know what yeah. I mean? It it, it adds and it, it fills up the shelves, whether it's retail or yeah. um, just the list to our chefs to say that you know today we've got hapuka, we've got blue eye, we've got flounders, um, etc. We we've got to have that market list. We've got to have that variety for our customers. And everyone's different. Everyone, you know, has an experience with cooking a flounder as a plate fish. Someone else has never cooked with that, so they wouldn't know what to do with it. But mm. at the end of the day, you've got to have that vast variety. Um, and this is, what, and that's our main focus to our, our customers: to say that we're not giving you six varieties of fish to choose from. There's twenty. You know what I mean? Mm. You've just we're, we're trying to be that um, that service and, and and offer that wide variety of species. I think it's, that's that's important. But there's always focus to say that, you know, we're running local tailor. We need to focus now on local tailor. We need to support that local guy that's around the corner from us. That's bringing fish. That's, uh, you know, two hours old. Why wouldn't we push that? And that's that's what we tell our customer base that, you know, you got to rely on us to give you the information and, and 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 really recommend stuff. And and nine times out of ten, people are, you know, they that. They build that relationship where they're confident. They've got the confidence to trust us. You know. Mm.
0: I know that you're, uh, you've got loads of celebrities come through. The ones that comes to mind to me is Mel
1: Gibson when he came here. What did he have? Um, he took. Oh uh, yeah, we're doing it. I think I'm pretty sure he had, he had. salmon. He had salmon. So he obviously he loves his salmon. Yeah, uh, yeah. So so he had a bit of tuzzy fish there. Um, but no, he, he just had a nice portion of salmon with a with a house salad in our bistro. Beautiful. You know, again, it was seasonal. We had fennel on the, yeah. it was fennel, it was a nice, uh, yeah. I think it was, uh, was it grapefruit or orange or something citrusy yeah. to go yeah. with it? Yeah. And it was just, a, it was a beautiful salad to, and it was, it was a nice day, you know. So obviously that's what he had, he had the special, which is there you go. You know, the celeb comes in, he has a special of the day. Yeah. Just like that. But no, nice, nice guy. Um, He, yeah, I think he was here for a good hour and had a good chat with everybody and, Gave us a bit of a boost, a bit of a lift. Everyone's smiling, everyone's high fiving. How
0: did you deal with COVID? Was that a big problem for you, or did you just grab? Because you got the both. You got restaurants and and uh, retail. Did, you just, did retail go to town because everyone was panicked buying prawns because they couldn't run out of prawns, or what happened?
1: Yeah, look, we're pretty fortunate. Obviously, we we've got our um, a very busy and. Um, and the retail is a good-sized part of our business, um, and being seven days, it's a it's another source of protein for people, you know. So whilst the you know you remember the the shelves on in the yeah. Woolies, Coles, and Aldi and all that, they've got no meat, no chicken. What are they doing? So they you know they're buying plenty of fish. Yeah. Um, so we're that alternate protein supplier. Um, but but yeah, we noticed obviously a huge spike in retail. Yep. Obviously people are enclosed. People can't. Go out to restaurants. They can't celebrate their fiftieth. They can't ac- celebrate their anniversaries where are they go, and they're buying lobsters, mud crabs. So we saw a huge spike in retail, mm. um, which was, which is, which was fantastic that we managed to maintain a lot of uh, staff, you know, and just move them across to the retail and keep them on mm. rather than just lay off a whole heap of staff. So it's a f- we're fortunate, obviously, as restaurants, the restaurants closed, and that's a big part of our, our business, as you know, with your business. Um, that was nearly sort of shut down. Um, we've got eight, eight or nine vehicles on the road and I think we are running one or two just locally. And um, But look, we survived it. It was tough for everybody. Mm. Um, and it was, you know, you, you panic. It was, it was no, no different to the, the fire. It's shut overnight, you know. Mm. You just, you, you've got a business, you're running and you, things are normal and you're, you're paying off this and you've got leases on your cars and your vehicles mm. and all that. And all of a sudden, yeah. z- zero's coming in and, you know, I've got excess stock in the freezer that I'm you know holding for customers and that's that's and that's why you know like our relationships are going to be tight with our customers because we we don't just buy week to week like I suppose you know you're going to the markets and and your producers you know you're buying your your your, your items day to day, basically, aren't you? For your, yeah, for your pretty pretty close. Yeah, we're lining
0: it up for a season, but we might be just picking. Yeah, and our stuff.
1: things like you know, like like a Morden Bay bug. Yeah. You, don't, you, you don't just fish Morden Bay bugs every week of the year. <laughs> so you've got to have a par level for your customers. Yeah, you know what I mean. So we've got that par level because that's what we do. We we know a customer back to front. And we know what their usages are every week, and we have to have a, a month supply at least of that product because, yeah, when there's bad fishing weather and whatever, we can't say, oh sorry guys, there's, there's no more Bay bugs. That's just unheard of. So um, it, we were nervous, but look, we got through it, thankfully. Uh, we managed to probably retain at least 85% of staff, which is great, and yep. um, awesome. yeah, we'll, we kept going and I think it's, you know, allowed us to rethink things and just reset a few things and I think, yeah, it'll, in the end, prove us to be uh, stronger than what we were.
0: What do you do for fun?
1: Fun. There's no fun, mate. Fun's right here.
0: Look at you, getting all <laughs> serious, mate. Uh, <laughs> no, I know, don't cross your arms. You relax. Okay. What do you do to balance now. this out? What do you do for fun? Like, what do you do? How do you how do you look after yourself? Do you exercise? Yeah, I do. I, know, I
1: exercise every every couple of days. Um, I sit down and have coffee with Mel Gibson. You know, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, that's you what like I watching do. the football? I like my league. Um, that's or, a Sydney thing, yeah, for sure. yeah. It is. Uh, play tennis <laughs> once a week. Was nice. d- go out at least once a week? And, yeah. Um, How do you balance ca- your time up with your with family? A, yeah, I was going to say I'll catch up with Mrs. Elise once once a week. We have our lunch. Yeah. Um, on a on a half day that we that we get off, and then got three three young kids as well, so they they keep us busy.
0: I think something that David Finlayson said from HSW he said he, he the weekend is family time, and and uh, I know that I was just you know this last three months has been absolute murder, and. Um, you no, know, I took a lesson to myself, and you know, I've got to make sure that I, you know, do that because you know, I was sort of doing it before, but I wasn't through this COVID period. I was just like, man, every day I was going to work, making sure that everything was right and that, that, but you know, that is so. I'm, I'm better now that I've mm. balanced that out a little bit by, by giving, and I think advice to the listeners who, you know, make sure you balance that out. No, I think and, the um,
1: balancing act is is crucial to, um, for you know, both ways. Like for you to do well in your personal life and your in your work life, you gotta gotta have that balance. You gotta, you know, a nine a nine o'clock. Generally, I'll go across the road. There's a there's a fit stop there, and we we train for 45. It's it's not just all about trying to lose your calories. It's a it's it's your mind. It's like you just switch off intense, and yep. you just smash it out for 45. You know, I'm, I'm probably going to do half the exercise there, you know what I mean? <laughs> Good <laughs> but, on you. That's, um, that's really that's, great.
0: What I was trying to build is a bit of a profile through these podcasts of of people who are successful in general and they're balanced towards exercise mm. and their relationships and other parts of their life. And that's why I asked you what you do for fun mm. and exercise because I think it's a great example because of that culture that was through chefs for years and years and years. They work, they drank, they, they get that's on right. the you know the, the gear and whatever, and it's just a tragic sort of spiral into, yeah. you know. Flip- no,
1: I think like you said, it's a bal- balancing act. You know, your weekends are, um, you know, I'm not going to say that I switch off my weekends because my phone's always ringing or this. you know, if there's a drama, you got to sort, you've got to sort. That's just ha- who we are and how we, why we operate. And I can't, when you
0: own a business, you can work whatever 20 hours a day you want. I
1: can't turn that off, unfortunately. I wish I could sometimes, but, you know, my mind's always, yeah. you know, going 100 mile an hour. Uh, but. You know, I've got, am blessed with three young kids and, um, you know, they keep keep us busy. Keep them, me and my wife busy yeah. and we're just, um, just having that, that time with them to, you know, grow with them. You know, yeah. I think that's fortunate. I, I grew up in a family where, you know, my parents worked seven days a week. It was, you know, it's full on, no holidays, just, it was, that's that's just the norm back then. But at least we, we're fortunate we, we do get away for a weekend or a week or a couple of weeks. You know what I mean? Mm. So... Um, no, it's 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 good. It's it's all about balancing.
0: Now, when I came here today, I said to the guys downstairs, um, you know, have you got any dirt on Chris because you know, I'm going up to do this podcast, and they are still writing the list downstairs. So they said they'll be up at about fifteen. They're not finished. Writing. They're not finished, though. Eh? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, look, I know that business in general is made up of a lot of amazing people and I know that you were saying earlier that you've got an amazing team and you're really, really, really stoked to have the support of them all and um, balance of your family and stuff is really, really important. You've got a great business, you've got a great reputation and I know that you and Andrew and everyone here has put lots of work into building this amazing company. And I I look at it with uh, admiration, and um, um you know we we met at a charity event, so I know you've got, you know your your heart's in the right place with the uh, with the community as well, um, raising money for different charities and stuff. Even though I raised more than you on that particular one, oh
1: my God, but you, uh, you came in the end, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> that horse there, you know, you're just on zero, then you bang, you yeah. zero to one hundred in ten seconds.
0: I started about three days before. Did the you plan that or what? No, what I didn't <laughs> did it not at all. But um, no, that
1: was that was a good event. Like that, just yeah. We should do probably more of those if we could, you know, and it, 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 yeah. it was good. Yeah, uh, I, I love the... I think um, the, the community feels good. Like, we, we, we're we blessed with a good community. Well, I saw that after the, the fire, how good the community is here. Yeah, yeah. And for us, our main focus to our you know, customers and communities, like, we got to give them the best and just be reasonable in what we charge and, and that. And, and that's that's critical, you know what I mean? Like, and we help as much as we can, what we can, and that's it. I base ourselves with good, you know, Surroundings, good surroundings, good relationships and just never say no, you know, if you, if you can, you do something, you do it.
0: Favourite vegetable? Eggplant. Yeah? What do you do with Is that? Is that a vegetable? Yeah. <laughs> egg fruit. Moussaka. Is yeah, that what a shellfish? Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I mean, they call it egg fruit, don't they? So. No, it's,
1: eggplants are nice. Uh, yeah, I like, I like it a moussaka or just, um, you know, you just pan fry it with a bit of tomato, a bit of onion. It's beautiful. What um, about your favourite fruit? Fruit, oh, mangoes, strawberries, raspberries, yeah. I have my, you know, I have all my berries every morning. I love, I love them. Mm. I absolutely love. Good, good raspberries and strawberries and that. So um, we have our, our cousins at Ashgrove Fruit supplies all the fruit. And they're, yep, yep. They're, they do yeah, an amazing yeah. job. Yeah, they're really good Pretty good. Guys, they, just, yeah. they got the best. You know, like just yeah, yeah. amazing. So you know, you know the guys. And yeah, yeah. yeah obviously definitely. we. Oh, and they're not as good as you, but oh, you know. man. <laughs> sort of goes without saying. They're not as good as your eggplant anyway. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, they do a great job over there. No, it's um, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mate, it's been a real pleasure. Uh, you're a very mm. interesting person. You've got a great business, uh, like I said several times, and um, it really is uh, fantastic that you've been able to allow this little bit of time for us to chat. Yeah. Uh, I hope that everyone is inspired, and if they haven't been here before, they should come. What's the address for the retail people?
1: Uh, retail is 355. Lytton Road, Morningside. And um,
0: it's loads of parking. It's easy to get to and um, a big yeah, display. It's a good experience. And, we just, yeah,
1: yeah. as we said, if it's a good experience from just, you know, bring the kids in for, for lunch or sit down in the yeah. bus row and they can see the, the tuna tuna heads or the tuna getting cut, you know what I mean? There's just, there's loads of people. There's oyster shucking in house. Yeah. Um, we just, as I said, we just do things naturally, but we make it fun and it's, it's, it's a good base. There's good people. That's, What's
0: your Instagram? Uh, so they can follow you in there? Uh, the Fish Factory probably. Fish
1: Factory Brisbane, I believe. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I don't even They'll
0: know. find you. There you go, eh? I'll, I'll tag you with our next yeah, on you the post you for the, the thing, <laughs> so i will find you. Um, mate, thanks again. Uh, uh, thank you. Thanks for your time. Show, so.
1: And great job you're doing. And, yeah, well done. We're just, um, yeah, credit to you and your team for what you do. That's, that's fantastic that you've gone out of your way to... To put us all on, you know, in the map of the food scene, I think that's that's so important and it just opens up the door for everybody and it knows, you know, you get to know who's who and it's uh, it's a good network. Uh, so thanks again. I appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. All right. Boom. There you go. On your jet. Okay.